0: Welcome to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast, recorded on fresh, new microphones. (laughs) I'm Chris J. And I'm Sarah Abear.
1: As always, All Y'all is presented by our title sponsor, Holiday Lanes. We're very excited to share the news that Holiday Lanes will once again be our title sponsor for 2016. So expect to be hearing about them at our live events and in this podcast. You can learn more about these awesome folks at bowlholidaylanes.com. Or follow them on Twitter at Holiday underscore Lanes. Thank you so much, Holiday Lanes.
0: The story you're about to hear is from our March 2015 live storytelling event, Ladies Night, and features storyteller Maya Lau.
1: Speaking of our live events, we're currently recruiting storytellers for an upcoming two-night event at East Bank Theater on March 11th and 12th, 2016. The theme of these nights is Mama and Daddy. If you've got a great story that would fit into that theme, please reach out. We would really love to hear from you. You can reach us through the All Y'all Facebook page, or you can find our contact info on allyallblog.com, where you can also purchase tickets to Mama and Daddy, which are already on sale. Advanced purchase is highly recommended, as the East Bank Theater is a pretty intimate space, and it will fill up quickly.
0: Before we get into the episode, we'd like to take a moment to thank one of our podcast sponsors, ShreveportFlag.com. Will Broyles, the man behind ShreveportFlag.com, spoke with us recently about the symbols found on the Shreveport flag and what they mean. There are 18 stars on our flag for the fact that we're the 18th state in the Union. There are three magnolia flowers on the flag representing the Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas states, Um, And then we got these Florida leaves. I don't remember that, but I think that was has something to do with Henry Shreve's coat of arms or family crest or something so uh, we got cotton leaves on it we've got 1836 when the city was founded and it's a nice flag if you'd like to learn more about the shreveport flag or purchase one for your home camp barn or van visit shreveportflag.com
1: the all y'all team recently visited new orleans and while we were there we caught up with maya lau whose story you're about to hear Maya isn't a native Louisianan, but she's quickly becoming an expert on our state. In the last few years, she's lived in Shreveport and Baton Rouge, and she frequently visits Cajun country and New Orleans. We asked Maya what she's learned about Louisiana during her time here.
2: Um, so I think that I I had this idea that like almost my personality would have to change, or that I'd have to be this actor, or that I'd have to like try to appease people more or like play. I think especially I I felt like this around men who um, I had a lot of sources who were like, why are you always arguing with me, Maya? And it's like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm actually really enjoying this conversation and I'm engaging with you. But for some reason, you're not used to I don't know if it's a woman or maybe that's in my head, but like you find me really intense here. So so it it took me a while to feel like I could just be myself and I felt like maybe I was just failing at being a Shreveport citizen and being a reporter by not conforming to some like southern charming you know this whole (laughs) thing about like what is what do you call it like southern uh, hospitality I felt sheepish and not sure of myself and my personality and then I actually feel like, um, you know, like I would never have thought that I would have told that kind of story in front of an audience in a conservative town. You know, I would just would think, God, this is going to be the end of my (laughs) career or like, you know, that I'm going to lose all credibility somehow or that this is not going to be okay. Um, but I actually feel like I can be myself here and, um... I think being more sort of friendly is probably always something or being more not friendly, but maybe making some of my statements land more softly is always something I have to work on no matter where I am. But I can be myself. I can get up on that stage and talk about something that people find taboo. I can argue with people. I can um, push back and you know do my job and it's fine and it's actually respected and it's not like you're some I mean I'm sure that some people just think I'm some like really brusque Yankee but I also think that like people recognize that I'm just being me yeah like you're just (laughs) a human being yeah yeah I mean I don't know I just I felt less so what I guess all I have to say is I I have felt I felt like I had to be some actor, and now I feel more like, no, it actually is okay for me to be me here.
0: And now here's Maya's story recorded live at the Women's Department Club in Shreveport during our live storytelling event, Ladies' Night.
1: The story that you're about to hear contains adult subject matter and listener discretion is advised.
2: So... About five years ago, when I was 24 years old, I decided to join the Peace Corps. And they sent me to the West African country of Senegal. Whenever you join the Peace Corps, they really drill into you this idea of the three core tenets of the Peace Corps. And this is, number one, Promote technical skills abroad. Number two, have an experience abroad in a foreign country and learn about a foreign culture. And number three, come back and tell Americans about your experience. Those are the three tenets of the Peace Corps. And they keep going over this over and over again, these three tenets. So I'm sent to this small town called Kolda in the south of Senegal. It's kind of like the Shreveport of Senegal. It's... Far-flung, it's a city, but it's really more like a small town. Um, You know, I have a a mango, I have my own hut. I'm living with a Senegalese homestay family. I'm speaking pular with them, you know, from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. I have my own mango tree with a hammock, and, and I'm supposed to be teaching urban agriculture. But the sort of open secret about the Peace Corps is that none of us have any... Technical experience. And none of us are, are experts, and we're supposed to like, you know, promote these technical skills abroad. So, you know, one example of how just like horribly wrong and like total failure of an experience it can be is that like I was having this amazing soaring conversation with this village chief one time. And we were like, yeah, we're gonna build this garden. And he's like wearing his long white robe. It's like probably a 20 minute bike ride into the bush from where I'm living. And it's this little village, no electricity. And he's like, yes, yes, we want this garden. I'm like, yeah, I can get you grant money and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. And he's like, yeah, but this is all happening in my broken pool And I'm thinking that this is going well. And so I write this grant, I get this money and then he, you know, find out he's like not, with the program. Like, so there's all these like, feelings of like, you get to this place and then it just doesn't work. And then you're back to square one. And so on top of it, the thing that people always ask me when they ask about, like, should I join the Peace Corps? I always feel like I have to tell them like, A, it's a feeling of failure all the time. <laughs> and B, there's a lot of loneliness and celibacy. And, and, you know, you go months, months at a time without having, at least I did, without having any sort of human contact with another person that wasn't, like, holding a baby or giving someone a hug. Like, just, like, me in my hut alone, like, beating one out on my bed. Like, that was my, like, a huge part of my Peace Corps experience. Um, So I just feel like I have to tell people, like, if shitting over a hole for two years and taking a bucket bath and, like, feeling like you're a failure and just, like, basically being celibate is, like, fine for you, then maybe the Peace Corps is for you. Um, So I'm working at this hospital garden, and this is one of my projects, it's like this hospital garden with these women who are ostensibly sick, and I don't really know what their deal is, but they're working at the garden the idea is that they get these vegetables and they can sell them and they can learn these agricultural skills but of course like i'm not the expert like i bring in other agricultural experts and i'm like you guys like talk about agriculture like i'm just kind of here to be a catalyst and like i have free time on my hands like do you need any help um so so it's another day of like my garden partners just not showing up and i'm wondering why i'm there i'm like a year in and don't really have any accomplishments to my name. Um, definitely technical skills are not being taught. Um, you know, I'm having a foreign experience. I'm learning about a foreign culture. Senegalese people are awesome. You know, I'm having that. But like telling other Americans part about it is just mainly through my blog, which is like my own way of like spinning the story that, you know, like things are great and really interesting. So. I'm having this really bad day in the hospital garden. And next to the garden is this house. And in this house lives this woman who is basically the OB-GYN of the hospital. She's from Dakar. So she's from tw- a 12-hour drive away. She doesn't speak Pular. She speaks Wolof. And she speaks French. And she's very professional and kind of aggressive. And she's, kind of, she's from a different ethnic group than what I'm used to dealing with. And she's like, so who are you, what are you doing here? And I tell her, and pretty soon she's like, so, do you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, boyfriend is a really strong term to use to describe like the other Peace Corps volunteer that I kind of like have this weird thing with, but I haven't seen him in three months and he's in another, like so, like no. Um, And then she's like, do you have sex? And I maybe forgot to tell you that peace uh, Senegal is a Muslim country, And so you know, it's no Saudi Arabia, but you know men and women play very different roles. Men can and do have up to four wives. It's a very patriarchal society, and sex isn't something I've talked to a lot of people about there. And keep in mind this like awfully you know, this horrible, bad miscommunication I had with this village chief and just like not understanding. And this conversation's happening in my broken French now. So I like contemplate like acting like the good girl and being like, no, like I don't have sex. What are you talking about? And then I'm like, no, that's just not honest. Like, yeah, I have sex. And she's like, do you masturbate? And I'm like, oh my god, like, I've never been asked this question by any stranger before. Um, much less so in French, and like, by this person I don't even know. But then I'm like, I mean, while we're being honest, like, yeah, yeah, I do. And, and the whole tone of the conversation shifts, and she's like, do you have a vibrator? And I'm like, yeah, I have a vibrator. And she's like, you know, I think that that's really important because I'm the sort of OBGYN gyn here, and I see all these young Senegalese girls all the time who are pregnant, and they're 14, and they have no idea what's going on. And, you know, they kind of get involved with these boys, and they get diseases, and, you know, I think that they just don't know how to, like, pleasure themselves. And she's like, you know, and sex doesn't have to involve another person. And I'm like okay, you have come to the right place? <laughs> I'm like, suddenly I'm the expert. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I can, I can, I can handle this. So... She's, I'm like, she's like, I'd really like to get a vibrator, but they don't sell them in Senegal. I don't know where to get them. I hear that in Europe, you can go to these stores and you can get a vibrator and there's all these different kinds. And, and I'm like, babe, oh my God, I can help you. And I'm like, do you? And on top of it, she's married to some Senegalese guy who's in Europe, and they never see each other. This is a common Senegalese arrangement where they never see each other. He just sends money home, and she doesn't get to marry anyone else or have sex because she's married, but she never gets to see her husband. So, like, what is she going to do? So I conspire. I go online to get the same vibrator I have, but a brand new one. A different color, a different like more hot pink shade of pink one. And I get, I order it, I get this friend to send it over and I'm like, this is awesome, you know, and I I give it to her and it's brand new. It's, you know, everything about it is just totally great and clean and whatever. So it's, it's this one inch wide, five inch long vibrator, it's kind of made by like this company that wants to be the Apple Computer is a vibrator. It's very sleek. It's very just like, and and she's kind of like, and I don't really even know this woman. I'm just like, yeah, like, and she's like, um, it's really small. <laughs> and she kind of says it in this way that's like, and keep in mind, I have the same one, and and she says it in this way that's like, this is not okay for me. Like, is this okay? Is this okay for you? And I'm like, no. And again, like, keep in mind, this is the OBGYN of this clinic. So I'm like starting to have to explain to her that it's not a dildo, it's a vibrator. And like, you can External and internal, and the clitoris, and you know, it's not like a replica of anything. And, and, and like, I kind of like explained to her basically, you know, how to use it. Like, we don't get out our hand mirrors or anything, but like, <laughs> I mean, so, so she's like, thank you. And I bike home that day. And I have like the first feeling of like, I'm on the aircraft carrier, like, I'm George Bush at the lectern, like, American flag behind me, like, mission accomplished, my work is done here. I think I can go now, drop mic, like, I came to do what I had to do, which is give a Senegalese woman a vibrator, which she so dearly needed, and can, you know, maybe you know, tell these girls about that, that are getting pregnant and like really just need to be masturbating. So um, I just want to thank you guys tonight because you've helped me to realize the three core tenets of the Peace Corps, which is to share technical skills, to have an experience abroad, and to come home and to tell Americans about it. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends on Facebook, on Twitter. You could go to their house and actually like plug in allyallblog.com into their computer and you guys could get around it and listen to it.
1: All Y'all is also sponsored by Maccentric, Shreveport's Apple authorized service provider. We recently spoke with Maccentric owner Thomas Avellone about his first memory of using a Mac and here's what he had to say. My first Apple product was a Macintosh SE30. It was a black and white, all-in-one Mac that was a sort of a hand-me-down from my older brother who had gotten introduced to Macs when he went to college. So he came back with a Mac, and, and uh, I, I would tinker when he was at home, uh, you know, as far as they were so easy. Sometimes he'd take, a, they had, a, you know, the handle. Sometimes he would take it, take it home with him on the weekends and on holidays, and it would be on the living room table. And that was my first memory of clicking around with an, with an Apple product. And I just sort of fell in love with it and haven't used anything since. Thanks for your support, Maccentric. And folks, if you're listening and you have Apple products, you should definitely go and get familiar with the Maccentric folks located at the Shops at Belmead in Shreveport.
0: And don't forget that you can listen to our entire episode archive at allyallblog.com. We highly recommend going back and listening to some of our very first episodes so you can compare the audio quality because we are speaking into brand new microphones, courtesy of our sponsors, and we're so excited.
1: We can barely (laughs) contain it. Thank you so much for your support, Shreveport.
0: Thanks, y'all.